0: Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. I periodically use a few terms that probably need some clarification. Both of them come from Catholic prophecy, and I use them to describe what we see in our time. The first is the ape of the church, and the second is the eclipse of the church, or I'll sometimes say that the church is an eclipse. A month or so ago, I did a video on the church being an eclipse from Catholic Prophecy as part of my We Were Warned series, and last week over at AKA Catholic, Mr. Varecchio wrote a piece on the concept of the church being an eclipse that I think offers some good clarity on that concept. So I'll be going over that today because according to Catholic Prophecy, there will be a period When there will be an entity that leaves the church hidden and something else will appear to be the church in the world, and if we're not living in that period today, then I don't think I want to be around for when that time comes. So let's dive in. This topic became one of interest to me years and years ago when I was having an interest in Catholic prophecy, but at the same time wasn't taking it as seriously as I should. At the time, I was also beginning to, well, to put it nicely, notice things. That the things that the great popes of the past or the great saints would teach was not lining up at all with what we are seeing in the church at that time, and that the time would have been considered much better times in the church than we see today, back when I was noticing these things. I was noticing even well before the eras of Amoris Laetitia, or the Amazon Synod, or Laudato Si. that that popes were getting very, very cozy with Caesar and the Leviathan, that the bishops would teach concepts that did not line up at all with the deposit of the faith, and that the great saints of the past would sound practically unbelievably vicious by today's standards. If you don't believe me on that score, go look up St. John Chrysostom's homilies on our so-called elder brothers, or look up the life and works of St. Peter Damien, or some of the encyclicals from the Middle Ages where pontiffs would remind us what extra ecclesia null of salus actually meant. Today, we see what the Church teaches not lining up in a great many ways with what our forebears taught and were taught not all that long ago, and this goes well beyond an organic development of doctrine. And then, providentially, I came across the concept of the Church in Eclipse. As Mr. Vareccio points out in his article at his website, aka Catholic, the visibility of the Church is a dogma of the faith. The church is not a virtual organization united in a vague sense of commonly held belief, as the acolytes of Luther and Calvin will tell us. The church is the mystical body of Christ. Christ was incarnate. He was visible. The church, his body, is visible as well. Mr. Verreggio cites an authoritative source on this. In fact, all all the quotes I'm going to pull from his article, and it's not a short article, they all rely on authoritative sources. All right. So he cites authoritative sources for this. Preconciliar conciliar Encyclop- Catholic Encyclopedia, which is a great resource, by the way, if you can get a copy of it. From his article we get this quote It is an article of the faith that the true Church shall remain visible until the end of time. But what does this visibility entail? The Catholic Encyclopedia explains it well. In asserting that the Church of Christ is visible, we signify, first, that as a society it will at all times be conspicuous and public and second, that it will ever be recognizable among other bodies as the Church of Christ. Visibility thus means that the Catholic Church can both be seen and recognized for what she is. The Catholic Encyclopedia further explains, These two aspects of visibility are termed respectively material and formal visibility by Catholic theologians. The material visibility of the Church involves no more than that it must ever be a public, not a private, profession. A society manifest to the world, not a body whose members are bound by some secret tie. Formal visibility is more than this. It implies that in all ages, the true Church of Christ will be easily recognizable for which it is, as the divine society of the Son of God, the means of salvation offered by God to men, that it possesses certain attributes which so evidently postulate a divine origin, that all who see it must know it comes from God. So where is this conspicuous, public, visible arc of salvation to be found in our day? End quote. Mr. Verreggio goes on to describe the Church after the Second Vatican Council. The Conciliar Church, or worse, as some prelates dubbed it and possibly the most cringe-inducing and questionable terminology imaginable, the Church of the New Advent—I really can't stand that term— They devised new formulations for the sacraments, worked hand-in-hand with Caesar, not for the salvation of souls, but for material concerns, as well as adopted numerous errors of the modern world that the Church had authoritatively rejected in the syllabus of errors and in Pius IX's Quanticura, among other documents. Now, I could go on and on, and I'm being much nicer about this than Mr. Varecchio is, not that I take issue with his presentation of the issue at all, by the way, if you want to read this piece for yourself, I have a link to it in the show notes over at returntotradition.org. Just the name of this channel with a .org. Skip past the Patreon pop-up, because there's no paywall for my sources. And you'll find the article and any other source for any other video linked there, as well as an embedded audio-only version you can listen to from Spotify and Apple Podcasts and the other places I'm on. Anyway, the purpose I have for pre- presenting every weekend, without fail, papal writings or the writings of high-ranking prelates from the Council or from before the Council, rather, is rather obvious at this point. I do so to show what the Church had always taught on numerous topics. Read, or in this case, listen to a few of them, and you find that there really is a difference today from before the Council, and it should be concerning for people. But where in Catholic prophecy does this come from? It comes from numerous places. We are told that the Church will be an eclipse in Sacred Scripture from the mouth of our Lord, We are told this from approved Marian apparitions, like Our Lady of La Salette, and from some other mystics as well. I'll quote Mr. Veracchio's piece on this directly for the next part, because his writing is clear, and clarity is essential to this. Quote, It is often said, and for very good reason, that the Holy Roman Catholic Church, she who enjoys perfect and perpetual immunity from error and heresy, see Quas Primus, is somehow in eclipse. As analogies go, this one has an impeccable pedigree. In the Gospels, our Lord says, "And immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be moved." See Matthew chapter 2, verse 29. In his commentary on Sacred Scripture, the eminent biblical scholar Father George Haydock cites Saint Austin, who taught, "By the sun is meant Jesus Christ; by the moon, the Church, which will appear as involved in darkness." In this, the word "appear" is crucial. Needless to say, the Church of Christ cannot be involved in darkness in such a way as to be a source of darkness, or even working with one. She is the light of the world, a city seated on a mountain. See Matthew 5, verse 14. As such, she will never utterly fail to give her light, as she would be tantamount to losing her visibility. The warnings issued by Our Lady of La Salette may also come to mind. Rome will lose the faith and become the seat of the Antichrist. The Church will be in eclipse. The world will be in dismay. End quote. He goes on, and I know some of you probably won't like this part much, but he rejects what the good archbishop said recently, that the see of Peter has been overtaken by the servants of the man of sin. As he says, citing authoritative sources again, quote, This is not possible, as, quote, to one particular church is indefectibility assured, vis-a-vis the see of Rome, see the Catholic Encyclopedia. Note as well that Our Lady did not say that the church will lose the faith. We know that this too cannot happen as the gates of hell will not prevail against her. Therefore, we must conclude that the Blessed Virgin is speaking of Rome in a more temporal sense, as the place where the primary hierarchical structures of the Church have long since stood, and where generations past had grown accustomed to finding the truth in all simplicity and clarity. In other words, we are being warned that Rome will become the seat of Antichrist, in the same sense that one speaks of a county seat, an administrative center, where the halls of power are located, and in this case, for the ape of the Church, and mostly quote, Now, for the usual reasons, I had to swap a few synonyms here and there, including the term ape of the church. Mr. Verrecchio continues and cites one place where that term sort of comes from. Blessed Anne Catherine Emmerich, who saw an ape of the church, a mimic church, constructed over the church as a false edifice. I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of old Hollywood westerns, but if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see what I mean. A facade constructed to look like something when it's not that at all. Hollywood would in better times make sets that were detailed on one side, but were in reality just highly detailed fake walls and fake buildings that created the illusion that you were really in the Old West, when in reality the set was just a bunch of props brought in on the back of a truck and assembled on site. They really they weren't really, but with the magic of Hollywood, we are meant to believe that they were truly, you know, a saloon or, you know, the main street of El Dorado or where wherever the film was taking place. The Ape of the Church is not all that different, and Catherine Emmerich described it as an edifice being constructed over the Catholic Church, while behind the edifice the church was being dismantled brick by brick. We are meant to believe that it is, but that it isn't. It is what in recent times when I report on the church in Germany being on the brink of schism, the truth is that there is a de facto schism in the church now. It has been one for a long time. If modernism is the synthesis of all heresies, and if those who knowingly adhere to and affirm heresy remove themselves from union with the mystical body of Christ, then that would mean that the modernists aren't part of the Church at all. Now, that's an oversimplification, and it is why, in the end, most of these sorts of determinations will eventually be sorted out by the hierarchy when good times return, but at the core of the concept of the ape of the Church— is that there is a false edifice passing for the real deal, like the saloon from Hollywood Soundstage on your screen. It looks like the real thing and passes for one in the movie, but it's not real. Now, I'm going to read the full, not going to read the full article here. I'm going to give you just another portion that suggests the visibility of the church is more than merely being able to see it. Again, Mr. Varecchio cites authoritative sources from the church in making his argument, and after the following quote, he then says all signs point to the papacy. If you'll recall, numerous figures engaged in this work long before I ever got here, better figures, to be honest, men like Father Nicholas Gruner and Father Malachi Martin and others warned that the errors of our time came from the very top of the church. Now recall that for our time, and don't limit our time to being the present pontificate, please. Anyway, quoting mister Vereccio again quote. Naturally, when one considers the analogy of an eclipse, one necessarily thinks in terms of vision, illusions, and things that are seen. This is one of the reasons it is so apropos for discussions concerning the visibility of the church. It occurs to me, however, that the visibility of the church is not best apprehended if we confine our reflections to the sense of vision alone. As Father Ludwig Ott wrote, quote, Visibility is that quality of the church on the ground of which she appears, externally and perceptibly to the senses to the senses, plural. At this, recall the words of our Lord who said of his church, He who hears you hears me. See Luke chapter 10, verse 16. In his encyclical on the church, Mystici Corporis, Pope Pius XII spoke of the visibility of the church, touching on its relationship with hearing, saying, Now, since its founder willed this social body of Christ to be visible, the cooperation of all its members must also be externally manifest through their profession of the same faith and their sharing the same sacred rites through participation in the same sacrifice and the practical observance of the same laws. The members of the church cannot profess the same faith in all ages, a necessary part of her enduring visibility, unless that faith is continually heard. As St. Paul said, Who, How shall they believe him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Answering his own questions, he declared, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. See Romans chapter 10. With this in mind, it seems to me, again, Mr. Varecchio, that those of us who are looking for the church ever visible in our day should be focused on listening as well. Indeed, with respect to the church's visibility, the two go together. So when Our Lady warns that the church will be in eclipse, we might consider this to say, that in addition to being difficult to see, her voice will in some way be drowned out, that the faithless profession coming from Rome in those days will be all the louder, more prominent, and more easily heard. We also have reason to believe that it will be more readily accepted, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own likings, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander into myths. See 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3-4, to end lengthy quote. That quote from Second Timothy is chilling in our times, that people will turn away from listening to the truth and wander into myths. I'm brought back to the recent conference in the Vatican where rock musicians and professional pretenders were speaking authoritatively on the issues of the day that the secular world is focused on. Or Laud- Laudato Si comes to mind, a truly disappointing document if there ever was one, because a true respect for nature and a prop- proper Catholic understanding of what that entails is sorely needed in our times and the forces of Moloch have that issue firmly in their hands. There really are numerous things in just the past few years that come to mind when those inerrant words of St. Paul are considered. Mr. Varecchio notes towards the end that it is truly a blessing that our Lord would not permit the modernists to establish the ape of the church, that mimic church, until such a time as technology permits the truth to be preached. I'll end for myself on this. All I ever wanted, and all any, real, all any Catholic really, really wants, is the faith, the same faith clearly taught that was taught to our forebears, be they a hundred years ago or a thousand. That's all any of us really, truly want. We just want, you know, good old-fashioned Catholic truth, that old-time religion, not a new Advent or a new springtime. We don't want that. As the modernist hymn goes, we don't want to sing a new church. We want the Church of St. Catherine of Siena, the Church of St. Augustine, the Church of St. Maximilian Kolbe, the Church of St. Drogo, St. Thomas, St. Ephraim, the Church of Jesus Christ, and I could go on and on. And that simple desire is the spark of so much division in the Church these days. Like I said at the start of this, if what we're seeing today is not the ape or mimic Church, if it is not the Church in Eclipse, then I don't think we want to be around for when that arrives. But let me know when you think what you think about this in the comments below. Again, the article is linked directly at returntotradition.org in the show notes for this episode. So go have a look there. I can't post the link in the comments due to the rules of this place, which I do my best to follow. Also, like, comment, and subscribe if you haven't. It actually does help. And please, as always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.